Charlie, and welcome to the podcast that's about to take your faith on a delightful and slightly unpredictable journey. That's right. It's time to dive into the world of messy antics. Now, if you've ever found yourself caught between the matzo cracker and the communion wafer, you're in for an absolute treat. We're here to chat about all things messianic and Torah, and let me tell you, it's a roller coaster of divine proportions. Think of us as your trusty guide in this biblical amusement park. We're going to explore the highs and the lows, the holobread wins, and the wandering in the wilderness fails. Get ready for candid conversations, guest appearance by prophets, well, maybe just their descendants, and discussions about what it's really like to walk out this whole word of Adonai. So whether you're a seasoned sukkah assembler or you're just wondering about what on earth is a mezuzah, join us for some laughter and maybe learning a little bit about this holy chaos. After all, life is messy and faith is full of antics. Hey, I get to share time right now with my favorite brother. So let's see if some of you can guess who it is, um, because most of you are listening on podcasts, so you cannot see his shiny face here. Maybe you haven't uh, looked at the podcast title and you're just binging. So I'll just give you some hints. Here we go. He served over 29 years in ministry and over 25 years of pastoral leadership in the Messianic Jewish churches, Bet Messiah, Bet Yeshua, HFFDFW, um, that's in Bedford, Texas. This, um, while also in key leadership positions in the Messianic Israel Alliance, the Hebraic Roots Network, Revive, Camp Yeshua, and other ministries and events across the country, he is a testimony to the fact that Yeshua saves, redeems, restores, hallelujah, heals, hallelujah. and blesses. Let's preach this. His children... He blesses his children. He is married to the beautiful Hava and faithful to his family ministry, to his wife and kids, powerful coach to men and their walk in my favorite thing, their first ministry, their wives and families. Most of you already saw the podcast graphic again, or you've posted it, but I am so blessed to hang out with my brother and friend, Ed Harris. Hey coach, how are yeah, you? Hey, what's My sister, my sister, what's going on? That was too much. That that made me get almost got chills. You're like, who, that. who's I, that I, guy? I who's that I was, guy? Yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure who it was. <laughs> who is that guy? But, hey, this is so exciting for you to be here. And I have a couple questions to ask you that we ask everyone on here. And then we got some rapid fire stuff so that our listeners get to know you. I'm going to be posting everything in the show notes so that they can come back and stalk you. They're going to be going to <laughs> edhearst.org. They're going to be signing up for all your courses. Before we do that, tell me kind of right now, what's Coach Ed Harris doing? Yeah, so Coach Ed Harris, for three years, I've been retired from pulpit ministry where I served in those Messianic congregations that you talked about. So I was I was blessed to make an exit. I kind of rode off into the sunset with my little woman. Uh, we're in the next phase of life. We got grandchildren, uh, this ministry to your children's children. Um, and so we are not vacating those spots. We are fully in those spots. So that's what's been going on with us. Also, my wife in 2020, after 10 years of research and also serving at my side uh, for those that time, that for 10 years was researching. She's second generation cosmetologist, opened up a um, all natural hair and body care business. And um, so that thing's taken off. Uh, she's she's doing great with that. And I'm at her side and we're doing we're, we're dating. We're building the business. We're having a lot of fun. We're bumping and bruising. It's, it's, it's been pretty good. 
This is so fun. I love watching you in action at Surge with your table. And so let's hop right into this. I want you to tell us your testimony about how Torah came alive to you. Yeah, so Torah. So, all right, y'all, if you're super like religious or zealous. Wrong um, crowd. God, oh, <laughs> bless, bless you. Bless you, because I'm about to tell you some things. Some of y'all, so I was in the flesh. Actually, how Torah found me is I was in the flesh, right? I was actually uh, going with my uh, underage brother who woke me up when I was on third shift in, uh, back in St. Louis, Missouri, back in 1991, 92, uh, to go buy beer for him because he was underage. So I was going to go buy him some beer. We get in his car after he wakes me up from a stupor because I got to go to work in an hour. Why are you waking me up? I don't want to go buy you no beer. So I told y'all, this is the real. So anyway, we go down to the store and at the store at the cross intersection, we see these beautiful girls go across our dial and, you know, just clockwise, man. They're in the heavy Chevy, 78 Chevy Caprice classic. Some of y'all don't know, just Google it. And so, and, and I, and I told my brother, just like you're supposed to tell him, follow those girls. And he's in his little Nissan rice burn. Why? Well, we can't handle that Chevy. She put, and my wife liked to go fast. I mean, if she was here, she'd probably tell you she don't, but everybody in our family knows she's go speed racer. Go. A lot of old references here, guys, because y'all, you know, I'm, anyway, I'm not going to say it, but Keep it. going Keep it real, real fast, we chased her. <laughs> she could, we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't catch them, but there was an overpass and it looped around and it was really her kid's sister and my brother that were having the goo goo eyes. And so the kid's sister's in the passenger seat. She looks over the top of the bridge, overpass, down. I see the gray car. Please, 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 please. My wife's uh, uh, born name is Jamie. She said, please, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. She's named after her dad, James. Uh, and so she said, please, please, Jamie, go back, go back. So talked her into it. She goes to the Bermuda Triangle, turns around, comes back to the liquor store standing out there. All us ratty-looking dudes from the neighborhood are down there at the, at, at the store. And, and and like they they rush up to 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 meaty to Jamaica's side of the car. My brother's over there. They're trying to pick up on her. It's a classic pickup. So while they're all doing that, nobody was talking to Hava. So I went around to the passengers to the driver's side and introduced myself. And so that's how Torah found me because my wife comes from a group of people since before the Emancipation Proclamation. So in the 1890s. These black men of renown and women were following. They didn't, you know, all these messianic new terms. They, they said, you know, keep the commandments and love Jesus. These were the ways. They didn't keep the festivals. They did all that. So this is recorded in the U.S. Library of Congress. My wife come from eight generations of that. So when I met her, we really connected at, on a phone call once my brother was on the phone with, with, uh, with Meaty because uh, she didn't really want anything to do with this whole scene. This is way beyond her. She's a sophisticated woman. She's like, what is this? What are these brothers down here doing? I don't, I don't do like that. But because, because Daniel, my brother, and Meaty had a conversation on the phone, that ended up being the uh, connection for us. I'm like, Dan said, who are, who are you on the phone with? I'm like, I'm on the phone with the, oh, you're on the phone with the, the girls from the other day? Let me see the phone. I took the phone, and we've been talking ever since. I've been chasing her ever since. Um, and this year, we'll celebrate 30 years of marriage. Uh, we got married a year later. But anyway, that's how Tor found me is because uh, I met a woman of renown. Her parents are fantastic people. So much doc, doc, documented history. A lot of people go around talking about Torah. Don't, I mean, it's fine to have be zealous, 
But here are some people who are obscure and they all obscure on purpose because they don't want to have to deal with these crazy people's questions. The way they right. built their own synagogues. Her, my wife's uh, bishop, the overseer, built the synagogue with his bare hands. He built it. It was in a neighborhood where he, walking distance. So while y'all all all this and that and, and arguing over all these minutiae and things like this, here is here is all of these people who come from this tradition. So that's how Torah found me. And it really came after two weeks of me asking God. I was asking him. I was like, man, can you? I'm tired of chasing girls. They just, they bore me. I'm like, can you just, I was on my knees two weeks before. I said, can you show me you? I want to know you. I want to find a place to worship. And I found a woman who loves you. And two weeks later, this event that I'm explaining to y'all happened. I met, I met the woman of my dreams. She got a sparkle in her eye. When I hold her hand, still to this day, chills go through my body. And so you, this, this quest to know God, it came from that one query on my knees. Like I saw Papa Ed of blessed memory, my daddy, pray every night when he got to go to bed. You know, he wasn't messianic until after I was about 10 years or eight years, something like that. Rest is so wonderful, man. But I used to see him go to bed, pray. I get on my knees out when it, when it was serious. I'm on my knees. I was a rambunctious young one, but I said, please, this particular time, please show me I'm tired of chasing girls and I want to know more about you. Please introduce me to a woman who loves you. And he answered that prayer. It scared me. It scared man. me. I could, yeah, I, mean, that happen? I love that because I also know what a praying woman that your wife is. I mean, she's on fire. She's fire for this, but, <laughs> but I want to know everyone out there. Did you hear that? He didn't get a track. He didn't get like the 10 laws and this is what they all mean in Hebrew. Someone didn't post all the right things because they didn't have that back then. Someone did not send him the book of Leviticus and pray over it and just keep sending him like verse by verse. They didn't send him videos God met him where he was, where he knew it would work, speak in Ed's language. And I just want, hope that encourages you, those of you who are listening, who maybe have a child or a spouse or any family member, just keep praying and just get excited because God will meet them right where they are. And it's, yeah. it's not your job. I mean, you get to just yeah. love on them. That's your job. And that's, that's, I hope you grab from, grab that from, from Ed's testimony. Yeah. That's so cool. Raw, real uncut. You know, sometimes people try to polish it up. It is what it is. It is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it is. And I love yeah. that. And, and you're not, you're, you're in the right place because we're going about to get messy. So share with us a time or two when things got messy, or maybe they didn't just quite look so cute and messianic like you think it's supposed to uh, in this Torah walk. Man, I got two. One is more serious and one is lighthearted. So I would just tell you um, where it got really messy for us is there were not a lot of messianic churches when when I was on the scene. So after laboring for so many years and being so broke, we finally started to be able to sustain the ministry. And we were at the growing, I mean, we were in that, you know, for business, they call it the hockey stick. So the hockey stick was going up. Well, the elder who founded our group, this was, this was here because we've, we had the group in St. Louis, and then we moved here eight years in St. Louis. And the rest of those years, I served with my wife and family. By the way, it was my whole family serving. Um, we're here. And so whenever 
uh, we hit that hockey stick. We were like a, taking off and I, I was starting to hit that mature curve. We didn't have our elder, the presiding elder who helped found the congregation. He was, he was my spiritual elder. He, it was my mom, my dad, and then he wasn't on the board, but he was on the ground and he was, his name was Abel's which is Zadik, y'all know that. So the man was amazing. He was the former mayor of Burleson. He ran all of our books. Well, we never really got a replacement bookkeeper and bookkeeping is not my gift. So, so I ended up, I ended up like having messy books and we didn't do a lot of things right. And we kind of had our, our, it wasn't out of order. So when I, or, so then we were growing so much in this hockey stick, I go out in the flesh and I ordained these elders. I didn't ask God. I just ordained people. And it wasn't because of what they earned. I just liked them and I thought they were good people. They are good people, but they may be not fit for what we were doing. I don't, I don't call them bad people. The short of the story is the church got destroyed. It yeah. was messy. And because of that, lots and lots of people were hurt from that, including us, because I felt like we were on our way up. But God, you know, if God wanted it to continue, it would have continued. I learned, I've learned so many things from that. Um, I've learned so many lessons that today helped me to, to be effective as a coach to other people uh, on so many different dimensions, whether I'm doing business consulting or like I got some life coach clients. Uh, you, and if you're on here listening and you don't have a mentor, that's what a life coach is, a mentor. You know, we've been through things and, and because I have people in my life like Charlie Brown and other people, there's a plethora of people that we're connected to. So we're powerful in him to be able to say how we're powerful is we can tell you where you, you're going to scar your knee over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you keep on, that's why we, that's how we powerful. It's not powerful. Like a superhero It's powerful. Like don't do that. Like I could tell you, Hey, before you go forward, I, I've done this before. You can learn by mentorship or mistake. And so really, really super messy. Like that was super messy. Like the cat, the, it was catastrophic for us. Mm -hmm. um, I ended up having to, Hire lots of accounting people, spend a lot of money on like lawyers, forensic stuff. I'm still digging out some financial mess of that. Like that was bad. And uh, so something lighthearted is uh, because I have some friends like Charlie, they're very smart and they know how to do things on the Internet, all this type of stuff. I, you have to really d dig deep to find some of the old videos. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, my other day, I found, I found I found one of my old videos of, of, of the church and Man, I can tell you the things that I was saying on the microphone with a recorder on, <laughs> were, it, it was, it, it was not good. And, 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 and so <laughs> such stuff, like I'm just accosting basically people. If you're a pork eating, <laughs> I mean, just leave it right there. If you eat pork and go to church on Sunday, this is a new journey. These, we the new, and I'm going like, how did even anybody come? This is why the thing was a cult following at first, because you just, you cast the nest and put this thing. And, and, and I mean, I had some highlight moments that the people that the Lord has touched that people have said, you know, you know, you really, you know, inspire me. But I have to tell you, a lot of that was garbage, poo poo, not useful. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and, 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 very, and very messy. Very, very messy. Huh. And I can tell you, oh, most of the you were stuff a Torah we thought terrorist. Was you were a Torah terrorist. It happened. I was a straight, I was a straight Torah terrorist. I mean, I came behind some guys. I'm not going to use names because I know all the old names. I know what, a, but I would tell you, 
what happened when I started to mature a little bit, and of course, talking about when we founded HRN, that was a group of guys that were very close to those guys. Uh, and then out of HRN came Revive, and those organizations came out of the original Wooten organizations, the Messianic Israel Alliance, and they came from the Messianic Jewish stuff. So I kind of came in, and we all had that edge on us. And so I was the young guy, and there was a bunch of old guys, and I was young and zealous. So as I started to mature, what happened was, and I say started, I mean, I'm still, I, I'm not, I'm not there, <laughs> but we, we're working on it. But I just, by his grace, I just would tell you, I came out with something and you probably can find this. I know I have a CD of this. I need to send this to you, Charlie, and make you laugh. It's called The Life Cycle of a Messianic Israelite. And I did it and it was, um, I used to be on tour with the speaker and because I was new and, and, and it really started to mature and, and I had gone and done all these things and said all these things and... I, I thought, like, I can break this thing life cycle. It's four, it's four phases. And you go from this, this Torah terrorist to maturity. And, and, and so I just do that. And so I was, I'm very, as y'all can tell, I'm very dramatic. So I was acting them out. And I would act out all these different things. And every particular one, there was nobody in the crowd. Pretty much everybody would laugh except for the dudes who were still stuck in phase one. Yeah. They'd be sitting there. Yeah. Stinking thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And so there, and there, but, but people would laugh, but those are the messy things. And, you That's know, fun. I mean, I I sit here talking to you, one, you know, one of my closest friends, like a amazing woman, God put us together, the same spiritual parentage and um, your husband, who is a wonderful man. And, you know, it's grace. It's grace that we yeah. get to be having these relationships and doing all this stuff. Cause you know what, if it's the, the truth be mad, he could open up the ground and just, he should have. I don't even know why still he doesn't. And I just thank you. Thank you for being so vulnerable. And I know yeah. that it's hard. I know because, you know, knowing you and knowing the process for you just to open that all up out there is, is shedding light on something that the enemy can't use anymore. And I thank you for no. your vulnerability. I thank you for the realness of it. And we're going to get really real. I'm going to take you into this rapid fire round right now so that everyone gets to know you. Here we go. Are you ready? We're going to make it I'm easy ready. first. Ready? Let's do it. Who's your Let's hero? Who's your hero? My dad. I knew yeah, it. I already 100%. knew the answer to that one. I knew the answer. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite yes. thing to eat on like a holiday, a holy holiday, a holiday or festival? What's your favorite like holiday food? Oh my gosh. I mean, if it's, if it's, if it's in the, if it's in the spring, it's going to be, uh, we have a amazing matzo pizza. I mean, it's just, I know you're not supposed to, but yeah, it's delicious. And in the fall, it used to be back in the day when I was, um, I'm, I just don't claim the age. I have an issue with talking about age. So as I'm learning more at this phase in my life. Thank you. Uh, cycle. It used, it used it's a be, cycle. I'm in a cycle. <laughs> I used to be pizza, uh, but I really, I really like Mediterranean food. I mean, and it was, this is before I went to Israel. Of course, my wife. Um, just crazed about all things Mediterranean. Ooh, we got a place um, to take you. Can't wait till you get up yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so yeah. what's one thing that you lose or you misplace all the time? It used to be my wallet until I got to add that, uh, uh, what do you call the thing you put on it? Yes, Apple I can't thing, a finder? It. I don't even know what yeah, they're called. The find, yeah, find my, yeah, so like, I got that now. Yeah, my Okay, wallet. so we that's a good thing, everyone. Get those. So what's one <laughs> thing that you're the most looking forward to right now? Um, I am most looking forward to working in this next phase with my family, uh, be so a neat thing 
uh, is that when you lose a loved one, we, we've lost our parents on the Harris side. Both my parents are gone now. My mom died uh, recently, uh, and she was a tremendous woman. For those of you who know my mom, she was an amazing person. And if you didn't get to know her, you missed out. She, she's not the kind of person going to light up a room. That's me. I'm, I'm loud. Uh, you know, I, people think I need to hear an A. It's just the way it is. Um, but she was, she wasn't that she wasn't that she was the she way was, she did it. She was Holy ghost junior. She was the soft, yeah, still voice. Yeah. yeah. That, that tore oh, yeah. You up. She, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She, and I miss her so much. Um, so this next phase, uh, is I'll give y'all just a couple of nuggets of what this, how, why we're excited about this. And this has nothing to do with messianic life directly. Although most people who are Hebrew should have a business. The reason why you should, I'm not telling you, you need to quit your job, but you should so you can, so you can honor the feast. Mm -hmm. Because if you got to go ask Pharaoh every time, then it makes it difficult. And I had to do that many, I was favored to do that. They give it, but then they all also, you know, want to call you on the holy days after they tell you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But my mom, uh, I mean, I could tell y'all stories on stories on stories, but I would tell you, she was an old school retailer uh, and we come from retail we come from and and she had a skill and my dad had a skill and, and you're talking about black americans and they come from heritage you come from legacy on my side and my wife's side i already told y'all but these guys are grinders my dad was an innovator like nobody's business marketing and could set a table he's a produce man had two green hands brought a lot of innovation to the produce space and so he brought that home because they had they started a, a, a family business i worked in the family business and so I worked in outdoor markets. My mom bought closeouts. They, so I knew how to do a profit and loss and how to get cost of goods when I was young. And so uh, we, we learned, man, and we worked hard and we hustled hard and we worked. And so just learning under her, and I never knew that I was going to be using all of that. You know, I, didn't, I never knew when I worked in a grocery store. My, 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 my dad was the first black, second, uh, Cleo was the first, he's second black they ever hired in the store. Some of y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. You, like, there was no black people. Mm -hmm. And they hired this little chocolate man and this man would dominate. And so I, I just, I come up under him. I come in now I'm right behind him. If my dad's working on the car, I was with him. So he's at the grocery store. I want to work at the grocery store and I'm learning. And then Cornell university had online courses through the grocery store. Work for. I took, took those courses. I watched my dad. I'm watching how he sets a display. Nobody would have never told me and my wife in 2020 start a business that she was going to eventually go to the farmer's markets and she's going to need somebody to be able to set a table, to make a sign, to walk a display, to do something powerful. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm feeling all of those things for such a time as this, for such a time as this. And then, and then, and then, and then I, I watch and my, and my, my oldest son, is is also an innovator my youngest son is also an, he's an innovator more at charlie in your space he's just started to get his way he's gonna be a he's a bad boy he's a bad boy but first the oldest one he just got married this brother can cook he's a scientist if some of y'all think y'all can cook a steak i promise you if there's a bobby flay throwdown you will not beat Jalen cooking. oh we gotta steak. do a randy we this, gotta do a randy j throwdown that's we, we, we can do a Randy J. We got he it. We got to have so, my husband and your son. We got to do it. Yeah. He's just so scientific. Randy might, because Randy got that old school strength. He going to, he do, it's going to, it's going to taste, it's going to, he might smoke Jalen, but Jalen's so scientific. It's going to be like, everything will be perfect. 
So what are no, you looking it, forward to? Are you looking forward to all this coming together and moving forward? Is that what you're looking forward to? Yeah, I'm going to finish it off by telling you. Last week, I was at the farmer's market. And you know who was next to me in booth number six? Jalen and his wife. And they were making bread. That's the third generation of people who are out at a market. And I'm walking over and I see myself doing what my dad did. And I said, hey, you need to drag this table forward. You need to drag it forward a little bit. I said, hey, you know what? When they come, you do. And they're just killing it out there. And then, and then, and then I get the text and it says, it says, you know what? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for who you are. And thank you. And, 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 and just that love and adoration. So I'm watching Jalen Harris. I'm watching Matthew Harris. These are my boys. My daughter, she's married. She's, she's solid. Her husband is a businessman and they're doing their thing. And that's another day for another story. I'm really excited for her. And, and we believe Asia is going to join our team. She's just my firstborn. So my this next phase is us doing what we used to do, but better. And guess what? We fixed all our accounting problems. Yeah, we got the problems from the past, but we don't let anybody beat you. You don't let anybody tell you. Yeah, call me a name. I'm going to go fix that thing because you know yes. what? I'm in Christ. I'm yes. in Messiah. Messiah's in me. Hallelujah. You know, we're not going to be uh, held and convicted by, uh, condemned by the, the, the light the labels of man, but we're just going to keep teaching our children, keep trying to do the right thing. And you know what, just to look over there and see that boy over there selling that. And, and this boy, Charlie, one last thing, he sold out him and his wife. They sold out of, of course they, and they did. Sold out. Bam, bam. Of course they so. did. You know, what I love what I'm <laughs> hearing from you is that your focus is on the next right action of integrity. Like what's Amen. the next right action of integrity? What's this, what's something you wish you would have learned sooner? Um, I'm, I got mad too quick, too early and let my emotions and my anger in that fire. I'm, a, I'm, I'm fiery and that can get, you know, it can be, so if I had, it had been earlier where I could learn how to be more like my wife, who she's, she's not going to get you like that. She's not going to get you. She, and she ain't going to ask you for a cup of coffee at the table either. She just has a way of being able to communicate in a good way. And I, it's just taken me years to learn that. And people who roll with me like you and y'all would never know, you know, some of it, Charlie, but the, the old me, I just would, I just burn the house down. Oh, you did that. I'm done. Uh, you want to, let's see, let's see how far we can burn. You want to burn it? Let's burn it. And now it's like, oh my gosh, this is so bad. So the, if I could have stopped those types of actions earlier and, and the people I've hurt, I so am sorry. Cause you know, people get hurt. They don't want to talk to you again. Just like, I, I'm so sorry for that stuff. That's not, that's not how you want to do life. No, that's not, not at how all. You do no, it. no, no. So, yeah. so what are two more questions and they're the kind of the same, but they're the opposite. What are three least likely words that someone would use to describe you? Three words that you wouldn't hear that don't just the least likely words to describe you. Quiet. Uh, timid. And um, they probably would say unintelligent because I, I operate at a high with a high level IQ. So they're not going to they're not going to call me dumb. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. What are the three words that they're most likely to use to describe you? Intense loud and probably um yeah i could probably I, hey i'm not you know you hire me as a coach there's a reason why i get results i'm not everybody's taste i'm i'm kind of a little 
I, I can't usually let's just call it I can be a donkey sometimes. <laughs> very passionate. So they might I was thinking the word passionate. But something like that. You're real. Yeah, you're I, gonna cut you you aren't playing around. You're gonna get results, you're right? Yeah, you're, you're coming. coming. And we're you're coming for you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for hanging out with us. Thank you for being real. Thank you for sharing that this walk is um it's there's not a recipe that we all have to follow. And I really appreciate you. Thank you. Well, Charlie, I wish I wish everybody in the world could be like Charlie, like her husband Randy, you know, but unfortunately you stuck with the rest of us and people like me, <laughs> muckety mucks, do these things. So thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, I wish I I wish we had a B roll or we could go area fifty three. I would I would just tell you one last thing. You know, it's not in the religion of your uh, messianic. It's not in whether you're a Christian or not. It's whether we have a relationship with the Lord. Really, my growth has come, especially over the last month or two years, two years, three years from pastoring. It's become getting on my face and crying out to the Lord and reading his reading his word for myself mm. and then being quieter and then trying to apply what I learn, you know, and then go. That makes me a great, then I can be a great messianic. If he, if he chooses, he can raise me up. I can be used. But if I, if I sit there and I want to be so perfect or so zealous in this, it's not the system. It's the Holy spirit. Amen. It's not what I, it's not what I aspire to do to perform is it's if my heart is tender and you know, all my processes tenderize my heart, Charlie, and he's continuing to do that. You open your heart, he'll tenderize your heart. He'll give you a heart for people. He'll heal your heart. My heart's been healed Amen. from all those days. And so it's such a blessing. And you are such a blessing. And thank, thank you, you for thank coming you, on. I love this messy antics. Love it. Hey, so you guys got to go to edharris.org and just spend some time in there right now. Stop what you're doing. Open up your phone or your whatever you're looking at and edharris.org. Go in there. Take one of the men. Get in there and take the classes. Women, buy it for your sons and grandsons and nephews and go in there. He's got an amazing uh, program. Go in there and check it out. And I uh, can't wait to see you all next time. And don't be afraid to be messy. And that's a wrap on another Messy Antics adventure. My fellow spiritual adventurers from splitting red seas of laughter to stumbling upon mana mishaps we've truly experienced the full spectrum of messianic marvels and Torah tales. Remember folks, as we navigate the sometimes bewildering, but always beautiful path of faith, it's okay to have a few loose ends along the way. Embracing the messiness of life is what makes our journey genuine and our connection with Adonai so meaningful. Before we go, let's take a moment to thank our incredible guests who shared their story, insights, and aha moments with us. And of course, a big thank you to you, our amazing listeners. Without you, we'd just be folks sitting in here with a microphone, and that's just not as fun. We'll catch up with you next time on Messy Antics, where the Torah is our compass and laughter is our guiding star. Stay joyful, stay curious, and may your days be filled with blessings that are as abundant as manna in the wilderness. And help us out by liking, subscribing, and leaving us that five-star review.